0: What went wrong was that I, let's say, trusted, first of all, news about news. So I listened to people telling news about those shares, but I didn't spend time to really make own investigations.
1: Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but the win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Alexander Bernstein. And Alexander, are you ready to rock?
0: I am ready to rock.
1: <laughs> all right. Alexander was born in Vienna in 1960 and has lived there all of his life, except for the few precious weeks each year. He spends in Thailand. He's been married to a lovely Thai woman since 2006 and has three adult children. Since 1983, Alexander has worked in the pharmaceutical industry. First, he built a career in sales with Merck KGA and Angelini. He followed this with a career in marketing. And over the past 18 years, he has been in business development for Sonova, a company of the McKesson Group. Alexander is not a professional investor, but from time to time has invested Small amounts, not more than 5,000 euro, in pharmaceutical companies. In his leisure time, he loves jogging and hiking and is also a passionate historian. All right, Alexander, take a minute and fill us in with any further tidbits about your life.
0: One of the most important things you, you told us already, I would add that I love my family. I love to spend with family and friends. I love to walk around Vienna, which is the most beautiful place in the world.
1: All right. A fan of Vienna. I've been there twice and I couldn't disagree. I think it's a beautiful place. I saw a beautiful church down in the square. I can't remember all the details, but I just remember it was very, very beautiful. Thank you. It was St. Stephen's. There it is. So the next time I'm in Vienna, I know who I'm taking out for a cup of coffee. That's right. Vienna is uh, famous for its coffee culture. Exactly. The coffee shops. All right, well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell your story.
0: As you already said in your introduction, I love to invest from time to time, but only in pharmaceutical companies because that's, that's my profession. Well, most of the investments uh, went quite well, but my first investment was a German company called Payon. That investment was about 10 years ago. How did this come into being? Uh, well, that company was really a hyped company, one could say. And so the, it was one of the, let's say, rising stars of The biotech area and news were good and studies uh, so far went very well. And so I decided to invest in that company about three or four days before they revealed their last phase three results. Uh, So phase three is the last, let's say, hurdle. The last clinical development of a new drug. And so this was a few days before they announced the results and everybody expected very good results uh, of that study. I invested about 2,000 euros. Well, the day when they announced the result or a few minutes after that, my 2,000 euros were worth about 200 euros. So uh, the the share price fell down about uh, 90%. Uh, Why? Because the last phase three study was a complete failure. What went wrong? In fact, what went wrong was that I, let's say, trusted, first of all, News about news. So I listened to people telling news about those shares, but I didn't spend time to really make own investigations. So I would have had the ability to, uh, thanks to my professional account, I, I would have had the ability to to make research by my own, to, to check the company in detail, to check the work in detail, to, to check the risk of the study in detail, all those things. But I relied on second and third, uh, let's say, ranked information as the results uh, showed. That information was not good enough, especially if it was not, uh, those information was not talking about the real risks. And, And well, so I had to pay the price for that and my worst investment was because i didn't do enough research i just relied on on second and third hand information that was
1: the issue (laughs) got it okay so let me summarize a few things from what i heard one of the things it's kind of interesting is that as you said the share price fell by about 90 percent now what that tells you is that the company did its job which is to not disclose information beforehand in other words to disclose the information equally to all investors at the same time we have something called leakage when a board or a management team is going to announce bad news and then the share price starts falling right away before the news is announced so in some ways you have to say that this company did its job and in the hardest time is when you know you've got bad news because usually insiders are tempted to sell, which is illegal for them to sell on the information before that information hits the market. So on the one hand, I would say that the company actually did it the right way as far as the disclosure. The second thing is that what that would mean also is that even if you had done a lot of research, it's quite possible you could not have come to the conclusion that they were going to fail the phase three of the trials. Why do I say that? Because there must have been other professionals and analysts looking at the company. And if they thought that there was a high probability or a probability that this company was going to fail, they would have been giving out warnings or turning their recommendations negative. Now, what my research has shown me is that analysts tend to be cheerleaders for stocks. But truthfully, if they had had indication, would have had to have reported it. That just is some first thing is about thinking about the overall operations of the market. The second thing that I would say is that the issue of research, I mean, it's, it's, it is simply the number one error that most people make, which is a failure to either do research or to only do a limited amount of research before investing. That's one of the, the key takeaways is that anytime you're getting into something, do as much in research as possible. But what my point was in the earlier thing is that it's quite possible that you could have spent a couple of weeks doing research and not uncovered that this company was going to fail that. You may have seen that there's a probability of that, you know, that it was somewhat high. But because the share price did not collapse before the announcement, it tells me that everybody was in the same boat. Any, any thoughts about that? Did I miss anything?
0: Generally speaking, I, fu- I fully agree with you. Phase 3 studies, we name it in the industry. Phase 3 studies, high-risk studies. So I think I have in mind uh, an overview some years ago that about 70, 70% of Phase 3 studies fail. So generally speaking, they they include high-risk and they are phase three studies are a little bit like in the casino. So either the the ball goes to the red side or to the or to the black side. That's right. And I also agree, natural companies cannot reveal information beforehand. The only point was that and that's that was clearly my failure that I more looked say, at the good information about the information of the potential of the drug, of the potential of the share price, et cetera, et cetera, than to the risk and to, to the potential, let's say, loss. On the other hand, I have to say that I was well aware that I could lose quite some Quite some money with, with that. So, uh, because phase three studies are very risky, that's, that's a fact. Again, the only point is that people in general tend to overvalue the positive information and to undervalue the information about risks.
1: Yep. And I would just add in one more thing is that if a person, a listener, was so inclined to invest, in this type of a company where there is a binary outcome. Either it's going to pass or it's going to fail. And as you said, seven out of 10 fail. The strategy to reduce the risk is to try to buy 10 of them. So knowing yeah. that seven of them are going to fail, but the three that pass are going to fly. And so that's one way to handle this type of risk. Maybe I can ask you, based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, you know, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate?
0: My recommendation is, I would say, very, very logic, given the points I I was talking about before. One thing is, of course, to get all information you can get, not to to undervalue the information about risks. And what you said before is clearly a learning uh, for me. Divide your risk by investing in, in several assets. so But frankly speaking, I already did so at that time. So that particular shares were not my only investment. At the same time, I invested in, in two other shares of pharmaceutical company and in a healthcare fund. It was a healthcare fund of a, of a bank that went very well. And the other two shares one was a blue chip, which also went very well, so doubled in the last years. And the other one was um, that was completely the other way around that was a, a kind of fallen angel, I think it's, it's called. And it's still a fall, fall a angel, so I didn't lose money. Uh, again, we invest several shares, and so minimize the risk is a good idea.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And the, the, the point is, is that in this podcast, we kind of focus in on one narrow thing of a risk in a particular stock. But you've got it right. It, the risk is ultimately about your overall portfolio. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You want to try to manage that risk so that you end up winning over the long run. There you have it, listeners. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit MyWorstInvestmentEver.com. Now, as we wrap up, Alexander, thank you for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for our audience? Uh, well, Andrew, it was a great
0: pleasure for me to, to talk to you. I would be very happy if I helped one or the other investor student, uh, with, my, with my information. And so finally, uh, a warm greeting from
1: Vienna to, to your place in Bangkok. Amen. Well, let me tell you, I am sure that one, at least one listener is going to gain from that story. So that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.